Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a guest today. I'm super excited. We have been talking about having her on the show for months now, and it's my fault. It's my schedule that has pushed this out till now. But um, I'm, I'm here with Lindsay White. Lindsay is a friend of mine. Um, she is a a sought-after leadership coach. She is a people operations expert. She's a mom. She's a podcaster. She has so much going on. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but part of the reason why I wanted to bring her on was she had kind of... We did a human design reading together, and she's a remarkable human. And one of the things that I love about human design readings is that I can show you just how darn remarkable you are, and it can shine some light on simple shifts that you can make to have really big impact. We don't have to sometimes there's this conditioning of feeling like we have to change so much about us or the way we're doing things. And it can be as simple as waiting or listening differently or just approaching something a little differently. And she embraced this and embodied it so much that I was like, can you come on the show? And can we talk about this? And can we talk about what you do and all the wonderful things that you you do? So I'm, I'm really excited to have her here. She is a three, five splenic projector. And we are going to be talking all about her human design and all about her journey. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. Tell everybody, you introduce yourself. I prefer to have the guests do that. You do it better than I do. Tell them a little bit about you, what you do, yeah, and all the things. Yes. Uh, I'm a, a super passionate leadership coach. I work with female entrepreneurs and small business owners Uh, to really help them embrace their authentic leadership style and be a really high-quality leader in their business, but also in their life, create that work-life blend that we all want to have. I have an extensive uh, HR and talent management background, so I also will work with those incredible ladies to build beautiful workplace cultures and all the programs and processes that support their people in their performance Because when our team is happy, they make our customers happy. And when our customers happy, they bring us more money and more customers. And ultimately, our businesses really thrive at that point. Um, As you can tell, I'm super passionate about doing that work. Um, I'm Like you said, I'm a mom, a four. I'm a grandma, a glamma. Let's be clear. I'm a grandmother. I am a glamother. I'm a glamma of two sweet little baby boys. Um, I'm a pet parent. I'm a sister and auntie, all sorts of different things. I, you know, like most of us, I play about a dozen different roles. Oh, and I'm a wife. I have a really great husband who's loving and supportive. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. We don't have to, we, we, we forget about them. We're like, I'm a mom. I'm a glamma. I have fur babies. And it's like, oh, right. But I have one of those men that, that it supports me and loves me and lives yes. with me. And, and we've yes. been together for like the majority of my life. Yeah. Yes. Him. Yeah. Him. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, lo- I love it. Can you talk a little bit about, if you remember, because we yeah. did not talk about this before the show, we haven't prepared this. This show is not prepared. Um, <laughs> I have preparation that I do, but we don't talk about what we're going to talk about on the show necessarily before we get on. But do you remember where you were before we did our reading? There was some stuff that was moving around in your yeah. business. And can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, 
I, I can remember, I, I, I was frustrated. I think that's the biggest word, mm-hmm. you know, that, that sort of is central to how I was feeling. I, I, I'm really passionate about what I do. I really love doing it. And I know that it's really something that's deeply needed um, and really impactful. And I was really struggling to connect what I do and why it's important with who I want to work with and, and how it can change and impact their life and their business. And so I was just in this place of really deep frustration and some anxiety because I'd had done some launches created some um you know programs that just didn't get off the ground the way that I wanted to um and I was you know struggling to figure out what isn't working like I mi- I know I'm missing something but I don't know what I'm missing was kind of what kept coming up for me and so the idea of doing the human design reading I thought you know maybe this will give me some direction this would tune me into something that I'm like, again, I know I'm missing something, but I I just can't, I can't seem to figure out what that is. And so, uh, and I'm just so driven um, that I was kind of beating my head against the brick wall a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I, what I remember from that too, I, I remember feeling, and I think we talked about this in the reading was, and I I went back to the recording of our reading, kind Mm -hmm. of just, just skimmed it, listened to parts of it. There was this feeling of chasing people chasing the clients chasing like kind of trying to get the the visibility and that converting and moving people over into there was a, a fair amount of like convincing it felt like yeah yeah and and which was deeply uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. it really was and what we worked on and and what we discussed in there was you know projectors you're here to be recognized you're you're here to be recognized and it's and it's deeply frustrating and can turn to what what we refer to as bitterness the not self theme of projectors is this this theme of bitterness bitterness when we aren't being recognized when projectors aren't recognized it's just like why is it no one can see why is it that i'm doing <laughs> yeah. all of these things and nobody's seeing me nobody's recognizing me nobody's seeing how i can help nobody's valuing my work nobody's valuing what I know. And I know a lot. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And what changed after our reading? I know I got a voice memo from you and that was yeah. kind of what spurred this. I was like, will you come on the show and talk about this? So can can you talk a little bit about what what did you implement or what clicked into place after the reading for you? Yeah. So I think one of the most impactful things, and I have it written down, I was showing a call before we hit record. I have my like personalized printout highlighted and underlined. I've read it about 18 times. And it was a (laughs) phrase that you said during the reading that was so, I think, impactful for me and really allowed me uh, to to do that, you know, that surrendering piece. And, And you said to me, you know, this is, this is what you need to do and, and repeat, like, I'm willing to surrender. I'm willing to see things differently. And, you know, I'm ready to be guided, send me the invitations that are right for me. And I think it was that word invitations Mm -hmm. that really resonated. Um, It's what I was really missing was that I needed to be invited. And it, it actually, what it made me think of was being a kid on the playground. And I grew up in a place where I was the odd man out. And 
I remember standing on the edge of the playground waiting to be invited, invited to play tag, invited to go on the monkey bars, invited to participate. And I think that's exactly how I felt is you're right. I was sort of chasing because I so deeply want to help. And I know I can see what to do and how to fix it really usually pretty easily. And standing on the sidelines sort of with that, uh, you know, ask me, ask me, ask me energy is really difficult, right? But so that word invitations was, it just really hit the nail on the head for me. Well, and I loved that, like, just hearing you say it, definitely the way that you took action after this and how you shifted um, is a big part of it. But, But just hearing you say that, you know, what made me feel so good about the, you know, the results and sort of the the direction that this took you in was so many projectors here wait for the invitation and they're like, oh, I have to be invited. Are you kidding me? I'm just going to sit here and wait for people to recognize me. And you didn't see it that way. You seem to embrace it. And hearing you say it right now, it was like, it was almost like this permission to to be invited and to to not chase and I can spend a while trying to get projectors to get to that point. And you just kind of like slapped into it where you were like, no, I I like, oh, I get to be invited. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm gonna stop running. Cause it's not a good use of your energy. Because for 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 you listening, if you're a projector, if you have projectors in your life, particularly if you have projector kids. I have a projector son. I have a splenic projector son. So he's got a similar design to you. He's got the same strategy and authority and he's five years old. He'll be five years old on Sunday and my, my, my little man. And I know exactly what you're talking about, about that, that playground, about waiting to be invited, that you literally feel like there's an invisible wall. Like I can't enter yet. And I would see it going into his preschool classrooms and I would see him stand at the doorway like a vampire. Like I can't go in until I'm invited. I can't go in until someone asks me. There'd be people like waving to him and saying hello. But if it wasn't the formal invitation, he hesitated and he didn't feel comfortable. So I make it a point that with all of his teachers now, the first thing that I tell them, like I meet them at like back to school night or something, I tell them, I'd be like, he does really well if you formally invite him to things. Yeah. So, and if he's really seeming shy and hesitant, hold out your hand and ask him to come with you wherever it is that you're going. He will go. Yeah. It's it's a matter of him having that hesitation, and that's that's such a projector thing. That because <laughs> you have such great wisdom, and because your aura is so focused on people, it can be uncomfortable for people who have not invited it. So when when a projector comes with their wisdom, you see what others can't. Yeah. You see it so clearly. And then you also you have the channel of the alpha, which is the 731 um going to from the identity center to the throat. That channel is very much about leadership influence. Um, but it's also kind of about being like the leadership behind the leadership. Like you're yeah. like the general behind the president advising and kind of, which is so in line with what you do with, with your work that you do, you help with, or you help organizations from the inside be successful. Yes. And, and going like really rooting into your internal environment as a business owner is we focus so much on putting out 
on what can we do to get the clients? What can we do to get the customers? What can we do to like be more visible out in the world that we forget the internal systems and the internal culture that we have? Yeah. yeah and that's that's an argument that is strong, but probably not easily heard by people. They have their own ideas. They have their own thing. So it's kind of up to you to either for projectors, it's like, you can be on social media and putting information out there. Like you don't have to be invited to do that. The way you're invited to do that is people follow you. You've yeah. now, Great. You've been invited. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> like, don't feel like I can't make a post until I've been invited. It's no, like, no one's going to be like, you haven't posted today. You yeah. Know? <laughs> no, but you know, what's made the difference is when I've worked with social media experts that ask me questions. Yes. What do you think about this? Tell me your thoughts on that. Where are you? What, what, how do you do this? That's so I can talk all day, right? Coming up with the stuff all by myself is way harder. Mm -hmm. I have an invitation from someone to articulate it, to talk about it, to work together on it. Yep. I'm way more effective and I come up with way better stuff. Exactly. Well, so what they've done with that is they've said, Lindsay, I recognize you as an expert. I recognize you as having something to offer here. Would you please give us your wisdom? Would you please share your thoughts? Would you please tell us what you think? Now that focused aura, you're going to give them. So the way that it works energetically is kind of, you can feel into things beyond what's on the page, said in the meeting, like that's the projector gift. And anyone that has projection, that, that that's kind of the gift. So, so you are seeing deeply into something beneath the surface, beneath what others can see. And by them inviting you, now they've said, I'm receptive for you going that deep. I'm receptive for you because I like to say, and this is sort of a crude analogy, but people remember it. So I use it. Um, but projected energy is penetrating energy and not everybody wants to be penetrated, certainly not without consent. So you need to be asked, you need to be invited to penetrate someone's aura, to penetrate their, their organization. And once you do, once you have that invite, then all of a sudden you're raised up because they see your value. hundred percent. Yeah. When we try to do it and we try to force our way in the whole time, they're just like, who asked you? Yeah. There's that like resistance in them. They're just, they're like, I don't know why they're not listening with their whole being. Yeah. So it's not penetrating. It's not getting through. And you're like, I don't understand why you don't see how brilliant I am and that I'm solving your problems right now. Like you're not hearing me. Yeah. And that leads to bitterness typically for a projector, which you're a very positive person. So you might not feel terribly bitter, but there's like a fair amount of disappointment. I think of just like, why isn't anyone seeing me? It's like, I'm not recognized. Yes. And I just, I want to help. Yeah. Why won't you let me help you? Yes. And I think, yeah, no, I I think disappointment is probably the right word. Disappointment and frustration. Mm -hmm. Because you're right. I, I really, I really can see I really can see the solutions or the or the options. Um, I really can see where there's value to be added, um, and it is. It's disappointing and frustrating 
um, when you, you aren't invited to offer the help, you know, that you can deliver. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I want to make clear too, is when you said, you know, I'm, I'm being asked now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm being invited that it act what human design does, why the invitation? Cause you'd say like, I, I, I can't just come up with it on my own. If they're asking me a question, then it comes out. If I'm just like, I have to write something right now, or I have to, you know, give us your wisest thing. And it's like, I don't know what to say here. I don't know what to do. A lot harder. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, (laughs) and, and there's a reason for that because our energy is activated through our strategy. Mm. So for projectors, when someone invites you now, it's, it, it's activated that part of you. It's initiated you. It has brought something alive in you where exactly what is needed is given. Mm-hmm. For generators like me, generators and manifesting generators, it's a response. When we're in response, we're activated, we're initiated. Now, all of that energy and all of that potential is able to be realized. It yeah. can't be. That's why we sit there and I mean, generators, we talk about it all the time. Like you sit there and you stare at a a blank page when you go to write something and it's like, I have all these ideas all the time. Why are there none here right now when I need them? (laughs) And it's like, because you're not in response to anything. You're just, you're initiating. You haven't been initiated. Mm. Manifestors are the ultimate initiator. So if a manifestor asks you for something or to be part of their organization and like, that's the ultimate initiation because they are the initiators of like the collective. Right. They don't have that same issue. Their their issue is more about um they're activated and initiated themselves by the big idea, by the thing that it's like this is the next thing for me to do. Right. And that could be anything from like painting the garage <laughs> to starting like a life-changing agricultural you know, yeah. let's change the way we farm and the way that we <laughs> grow. But like, it could be that big, or it could be like, wow. I'm going to tear this garage apart today. Like, that could be the the divine thing, the divine spark. Interesting. So we're all activated in a particular way, where we all have our way, and the strategy is what tells us how to do that. That's why when you're invited, things just feel easier. Yeah, yeah, they do. They really it's flow. easier for you to give and people receive it. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of the invitations that you've gotten. Like I, you said something when we hopped on the call that you've, you've kind of been, you know, you had some things happen and you don't yeah. have to go into any of those details, but, but where you were, you're, you were shifting your focus kind of where you were like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll let you, I'll let you tell it as much as, as you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there were several months in the summer here where I had some, I had some pretty significant personal things happen. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, And, and it, what it made me do was recognize um, that what, that what I was doing wasn't working. I was really spinning my wheels again, frustrated, disappointed, and starting, you know, really being self-aware that I was starting to reach that burnout place. And that I was doing things that were not fulfilling for me, despite the fact that I was working on projects with, you know, really cool outcomes, really cool programs that I was involved in designing. I just was not 
getting, you know, the joy that I wanted out of it. And so I reached a point this summer where I thought I just, I've got to stop doing some of these things that are just not working. They're not leaving me feeling awesome at the end of the day. And as hard as that is for me, because I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. It's difficult for me to deliver hard information. I really just had to go back to some of the people I was working with and say, these things aren't serving me and I'm going to have to press stop on them uh, for now and potentially forever. <laughs> like I, I, I kind of <laughs> left it indeterminate at the time. Yeah. And I've since recognized that, yeah, walking away was the right decision. And, and so I did. I really hit pause on a couple of big things in my world, gave myself a little space. You know, first and foremost, there were some big emotions that I was dealing with and I had to stop and just really be present with what I was feeling and really be present with that sort of level of burnout and exhaustion. Um, and what ended up happening in the course of that pause was I was presented with some really cool opportunities. Um, one of which I decided to accept. So I was actually offered a a part-time organizational development role with a really beautiful charity in my city. And it is a a charity that has served this community for a hundred years and has an impeccable reputation. And they were really looking to do some incredible strategic work on their uh, people and culture around their values, performance, leadership development, all of the pieces that just light me up. Mm. And there was another opportunity at the same time. um, And I had to make a decision. And actually, I I know that I made the right decision. And so I stepped into this part-time role with this beautiful nonprofit. And from that, even more opportunities have come to do more consulting work, to work with new coaching clients. Um, And it's it's been a slow and steady progress in terms of invitations happening sort of every week. Mm. Interesting ones, um, cur- you know, that just pique my curiosity, that match my skill set and my talents and my deep, again, my deep desire to serve leaders and their teams. That's beautiful. And I mean, and, like one invitation led to many mm. and that's, and that's what we want people to trust in that if if your strategy is to to be invited trust that you will be invited but you're not going to be invited when you're spending all of your energy and using it poorly trying to chase people down and be seen yeah. that's not how your aura is people feel that like yeah. people feel a projector aura it's it's strong it is focused and if it's in desperate energy of and of and we use the term bitterness because it's that like, why isn't anyone seeing me? Why isn't anyone seeing me? Like that's the, that's the vibe. That's what people feel. Yeah. That's what we put out when you stop putting that out. And for you, it was so much like, you know, that, that line that you wrote down, which is just like where I, you know, I, I, I do it myself. I just say, you know, give me things to respond to. It's like, I surrender to this process. I'm going to see myself for all that I am going to recognize myself and God universe, whoever is up there listening. Yeah. Give me the right things to respond to. I'm not going to get in the way. Yeah. Cause that's what we do. We, we muck it up by getting in the way. <laughs> totally. And <laughs> I think I was totally doing that. I was trying so hard 
Well, you're in good company. Right. (laughs) And I think from the right place, I think from the right place, but you're right. I was totally getting in my own way. And just this idea of send me the right invitations, Mm -hmm. send, send me the right requests, give me the right opportunities, right? Put me in coach. Yep. (laughs) Right. That's what I need. And, you know, and, and that energy is, is fine. It was just, it was just, that's, that's what I mean by like a simple shift where it's like, I can just put all that focus that I'm saying, like, why aren't you recognizing me to just being like, I am so good at what I do and I love what I do. And I'm going to put all of my focus into loving what I do. And I'm, and I'm going to dabble in trust and I'm going to see how this goes. And there was so much of your design too, that I thought was, was so beautiful given what you do. The fact that like you have the channel of judgment, the, uh, the, the 5818, it goes from the root to the spleen, which the channel of judgment, all of these names sound terrible, by the way, I don't pay attention to them. Um, most of them, there are a couple of them, like the channel of charisma sounds really great, but like most of them are, are sound awful. Like the channel of struggle. It's like, oh my God, I have to struggle. No, um, judgment really means that you have just a discerning eye and you quickly see the things that are wrong. And that you have the will and the vision to see how they can be made better. Mm, Yeah. In the low frequency that can turn into perfectionism in the higher frequency. It's, I just always see that there's a better way. And there's this like moving everyone forward. It's a collective energy, which is like, I see the better way for all of you, which for you, like with organizations, it's like, I see the vision of how these are the things that are broken. Here's how we make it better for everybody that you work with. Here's how we make it better for everybody in your organization. Here's how we make it better for your clients. Here's how this just becomes better for everyone. And that's like channel of judgment the whole way, like in the highest (laughs) frequency. So it was just like, trust in those energies that they're there and they're enough and that the right the right invitations will come to you actually when you back off, actually when you stop running with your hand up in the air, being like, I can help, I can help, which, which I think so many of us, so many of us do. I'm a five one. So I have projection in my, I'm like, see me, see me. And it's like, nobody can, and they never will. Like, it's not about you. Um, (laughs) We all have something that, that when we surrender to the design stuff takes care of itself. Mm. Yeah. I think that's proven to be true for me. Yeah. I I think the universe gave me a couple things that I, that I had to deal with so that I had to stop. Mm -hmm. Again, I said this in our, before we hit record, I I always believe the universe gives you what you need, not what you want. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But it did give me some things that I needed in order to recognize I have to stop. Yeah. Like I can't do this anymore. And then I was ready for the invitations. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? You're not. Of course. Excited. Of course. Well, and, and that's getting out of the way. It's yeah. getting out of particularly. So if we're, we're tying this back to human design, you know, you have on the right side of your chart, you have the personality. That's who you think you are. That's all the things that you think are important. That's all the ways that you think it should be done and that you should operate. And then on the left side, we have the red side, which is depending on what 
uh, the, the, what chart tool you're looking at. But if you're looking on the, on the left side, we have the design side. That's mm. our karmic stuff. Those are the tunnels to the, to the personality's rows. They're the things that are happening under the surface. So where we have the design side, that, that unconscious energy, um, where we have that going on, a lot of times the personality side is overriding that it's yeah. overriding the other energy because it's saying, no, 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 it has to be this way. We have to do it this way. No, no, no. We have to lead like this. <laughs> and the other side is going, no, but I swear it's going to be better if you do it this way. That's what strategy and authority does. Strategy and authority brings both of these together. That's why it's important that we follow it rather than just doing what we cognitively believe is right. correct. Right. Right. So I'm curious when you said you had to make a decision between which invitation to accept. How did you make that decision? I don't know the answer to this. So I'm curious what how you how you came to the one that you um the one that you went with. Yeah. Um I think you know that's an interesting question because it was quite a dilemma. Um you know one one this opportunity that I took with the nonprofit that was uh, actually a part-time opportunity and one was a full-time opportunity to be a full-time coach, which ultimately for coaches, that's the dream, right? I get to coach. I don't have to worry about anything. I get paid. It's amazing. Um, and it, it was a real debate in my head. And what, what I had to do was actually get, uh, really quiet and really still and really focus inward on, you know, what, my intuition, what my sort of my inner leader was telling me. And when I did that, the the choice was quite clear mm -hmm. um, that I, I wasn't ready to quit my own business and go back to a full-time corporate job, that that really wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, what I wanted to do was add value in a way that is meaningful to me and still be able to work in my own practice. And that's freaking that, beautiful. Right. And that there was a blend possible there for me. And um it just as soon as I sort of recognized that the choice was a hundred percent clear and you know irrevocable at that point. Like I just knew. Yeah. So I, I love this answer and I'm going to kind of like back into how you were kind of using your authority without knowing you were using your authority, probably um, that that instinct of like, I have to go get quiet and go inward and I have to listen to and tap into my intuition. You are a splenic projector. Your spleen is your intuition. It is the soft voice that you need to get quiet to hear typically until you build like a really strong relationship to it. And then it doesn't shut up. Then it's just like, <laughs> do this, do that. Um, but this is your authority. So you're meant to know in the moment. Um, you're meant to just have that knowing. It's just, I know this is right. I don't need to make sense of it. It's telling you that this is the safe way for you to go, meaning it's safe and right and good for you. Yeah. And so I love that you, you kind of played with that strategy, with that the yeah. way of of connecting to that authority without yeah. necessarily knowing you were doing it that way. Yeah. No, you know, I think it's one thing that I've learned in my 46 years on this planet is that voice is, has always been there. Of course. And it's when I it's when I ignore it. It's when I ignore it 
that shit goes sideways. Sorry, I totally swore. But like it it goes off like any decision that I have made that has been the opposite of that does not end well, including my first failed marriage decisions about right? Like I could add them up. You want Amen, them sister. logically or alphabetically, right? Yep. Yeah. And that's, and that's the power of kind of like retroactively sort of like going through your life and being like, let's go through the decisions I've made <laughs> and how I've made them. And, and I, I mean, I do this with, I'm an emotional authority and there's waiting involved. So it's different than yours. I don't just like sit, listen and go, I know there's like this, like, okay, I have to like, I have to allow this. Everything is cooked in a slow cooker when you're an emotional authority. It's like, you know, plug it in, drop it in the pot cover it, go to work, go to sleep the next day, check on it. And you're like, nope, it still needs some time. (laughs) And then like you go and you have like a barbecue with your friends and you do all these things and you come back three days later and you're like, it's perfect. That's like emotional authority. I just made up that weird analogy there, but it feels very true. I love that. There's this like serious marinating time. It's like making kimchi with your decisions. (laughs) And, and, and so like, I don't have that instant knowing, but when I think about all the decisions I made where I didn't wait yeah. and I didn't honor that, go go to shit quickly yeah. and yeah. and epically. Yes. And yes. Like where you're like, oh my God. Dumpster fire of a decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and then when I have waited, when I have been patient. I mean, more aligned and beautiful and even the no's where I've landed on like, no, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Because we think about the yeses. We think about like, where did I say yes? And it, and it went right. Where did I say no? And it went right. Where did I say no? And that left room for a big old fat yes right after it. Because that's what happens when we say no. Because the no's are just important as uh, just as important as the yeses. No, I think you're right. You're we we do we focus on the yeses, but the noes, and and certainly again, going with some noes in um, this past summer was exactly what enabled some really great yeses for me, and continues because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the space. Yep. If I hadn't said no, and I would have ended up miserable. Is the truth? Yeah, and that's that's honestly what what strategy and authority it's not trying to make us rich necessarily like that's you know it's it's about keeping us happy it's about keeping us using our energy well the thing that we don't realize though is that the byproduct is typically money it is typically fulfillment because mm. it's it it's where people want to be around us more when we're fulfilled when we're in a good place when we're doing what we're meant to do yeah. that's when the perfect aligned things come your way. You stop working so hard to make it all happen. You can do more that makes you money when you're in that energy and life just gets better. When I started following my strategy and authority, I reduced the amount that I worked and marketed and all of that drastically. And I made more money happier. And now it's like, now it's like, okay, well, how do I maximize that? And I, you know, there's bigger decisions being made, but every single thing goes through strategy and authority Yeah. because I know what happens when I don't, and I prefer the results for when I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Strongly prefer. 
but I wanted to the one one other thing I wanted to mention. You mentioned you know you you labeled yourself as a people pleaser a couple of times in in this interview, and I wanted to bring up you know you have an open solar plexus, so you have not completely open. You do have gate six, but you have a you have a, an undefined emotional center, and that can be a center. There's a few places where people pleasing can come into into play in the chart, but that one in particular is about avoiding confrontation. Is about like I'm just going to stay here and stick with the status quo rather than changing it because I don't want to ruffle any feathers, I don't want to confront anybody, I don't want to hurt anybody, I don't want to make anyone mad. I would rather be miserable myself than deal with what confrontation could mean for me and others. So that was just something that since that came up, just kind of like with, with you on here and anyone listening with with an open solar plexus or a undefined solar plexus, um, that doesn't serve you. And I think you saw how it wasn't serving you. You were staying in that position, and while it was cool, you were like, "I know it's not right, but I don't want to. I don't want to tell these. I don't want to let anyone down. What if they're mad? What if the you know like any of those thoughts that could have gone through your head at that time? Yeah, it, it wasn't serving you, and it wasn't serving them." to avoid it. No, no, it's true. It, it, for me, it goes right back to being on the playground again. Mm -hmm. Right. If I say no, or if I tell them something that they don't want to hear, they won't want to play with me anymore. Mm. Right. So, and now I think again, 46 years on the planet, I, I do believe that I've gotten better at, at being able to disappoint others in a, in a way that it, it serves me, right? Mm -hmm. And not sacrifice myself on the altar of making others happy. I, it's not that I don't get caught in that trap at moments in time, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I still end up in places and situations and think, how the hell did I get here? Like, I never <laughs> should have said yes. But I think I've gotten better at that. It, but it does, it's not always easy for me because mm -hmm. my first thought is, somebody else is going to be hurt or disappointed or unhappy and and um that i have to reconcile that right and and i i deeply feel that and i think i, I don't think there's anybody listening to this that's like never felt that before mm -hmm. um, unless you're a very callous person if you're like i've never cared <laughs> about anyone's feelings um well and just that that feeling of being left out like like yeah. i may never be invited again yeah Totally. If I turn this invitation down, if I turn this down, if I disappoint somebody, then I'm then there goes my chances for the future. Yeah. And that's They'll why I think play with me again. Right. 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 <laughs> and there goes my chance. I'm going to die alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, and I mean, I see that with women with dating and things like that. You know, yeah. like I'm going to stay in this relationship because what if not? What if there's nothing else on the horizon? And it's it's. It's a really, it's a, it's a really sad thing. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, you know, no. I know the implications of this and there's a difference between, and there, there's a line between being, you know, there's ways to be considerate and still not give your life away and 100%, change for that. Right. But the reason yes. I wanted to bring it up is that what human design teaches us is that, you know, the, those, those tendencies of the white space, the not self of those centers, which for the solar plexus, the not self is people pleasing and avoiding confrontation at all costs. Yeah. I won't do this because I might, I might get somebody, I, I won't stand up for myself. I won't speak my truth because yes. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to get mad at me. Yes. Um, and, and all the things like there's so many 
other questions and arguments around that, but that's the not self of that. And what human design teaches us is that our not self, us being in the not self serves nobody. Yeah. Us being in the not self, there is there's a voice that's wrong that lives inside of you that's driving you, telling you, don't do this or do this because of a not self behavior. It is, it's it's driving you to the wrong place. Yeah. And if we recognize that, and that's why it's impactful to know the voices of your white space, to know what it sounds like and how we decondition that, where it's like, I can still be a considerate person and yeah. stand up for myself. I can still speak my truth in a way that respects others. I can still like, and I stand in that. And I wanted to bring that up for anybody who's listening here and understanding like how we use the chart to guide us in making decisions and recognizing that, that, you know, as, as a projector with your open, with your open sacral center, your undefined sacral center, you working more is serving nobody. Yeah. It's depleting your potency as a projector and your potency and wisdom as a projector in all the areas you're defined is needed for the right people. So you pushing through that sacral center to be more places and to work more and to keep up and to be driving from that place rather than resting yourself is actually not serving you or anybody else. That's a not self voice telling you that that's the right way for you if that's coming through. So I wanted to bring that up because it's, it's, it's an integral part of how we use the centers because it's better for you to be like, well, I get to work with my root center, which is defined. And that works in pulses. And when I get yes. the pulse to work, when I feel like this creative burst to make something better or to to correct something or to share my wisdom about the about something I see that's not going correctly, I have that energy and I know that that energy will is there and I can use it when I need to. And then I rest. Yes. And then I chill out and I rest my sacral center and I wait for the next aligned invitation for me. Yes. And I've really been paying, since we did the reading, I've really been paying attention to that Mm because I think I was a bit of a victim to, I have to work longer and harder and smarter and scheduled and all of these things. And it was, I think it was really exhausting and just paying attention to when I really can dig into the work and -hmm. when I just need to step away from it actually has been really important. And I I've also been able to step away from that. I'm going to say guilt because you, especially when you own your own business, you feel I should be working. You have that stupid should word in your head, right? Yep. And it's really enabled me to say, no, uh, I shouldn't be working right now. I don't feel like it. It's not flowing. Um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to close my laptop and I'm going to walk away for half an hour and see, see what happens. See what happens. Yep. And better things happen the more that you do that in your power and not in and not in an energy of lack or not in an energy of like, well, I'm a bad person or I'm no good if I take a rest. Like, no. When I take care of myself, I always say like my husband is the most aligned projector I've ever seen. And he like he takes the time that he needs and he yeah. sees himself for how awesome he is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm better. I know I provide better for everybody around me when I'm rested, when I'm having fun, when I'm like enjoying life, he exudes this amazing energy and he's deeply wise about 
his his expertise. Yeah. If he's depleted, he's bitter, he's not happy, and he's not delivering on the same level. So everybody suffers. So it's it does work. It's yeah. about trusting the counterintuitive advice that sometimes human design can be giving us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you do. You have there there's a big element of trust. Absolutely no doubt. Life is a trust fall. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it, it it's a series of them. And it's just a matter of like what I love about human design and what's been so powerful for me and the people I work with is it shows you what your trust formula is. So your trust formula is getting quiet. Your trust formula is tuning into your intuition, tuning into that deeper knowing that you have inside of yourself. And when it speaks, move. Yes. When it speaks, don't question it. Don't shift up into your head and yeah. start to be like, well, I got this intuitive hit, but now let me try to make a pros and cons list about what it told me to do. <laughs> and that's not going to lead you to where you want to go. That's the mind taking over. And right. you don't have definition in your mind just like I don't. So we really aren't meant to spend time up there. <laughs> it's meant to be a playground for us to like kick around ideas and then shift into our defined areas. But that's so like that's the formula for you. It's like rest, have fun, deep inner knowing is going to tell you what invitations are correct for you. Recognize yourself, see yourself really ground into who you are and how awesome you are at what you do and the type of clients you desire to work with. And trust that those invitations will come and get out of the way by enjoying yourself, by FaceTiming with your grandbabies and, you know, like doing things that light you up because you're magnetic when you do. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That really resonates. Well, I, I love you and I love this conversation. I appreciate you being here and sharing with us and allowing me to like dive into your chart on here and kind of do this yeah. sort of sort of interesting interview, non-interview. Um, but why don't you tell everybody where they can stay in touch with you, where if they're looking for if 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 they're if they value their internal culture and see the value in building internally in order to have external growth. Um, where can they stay in touch with you and learn more about you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my website is highvoltageleadership.ca. So there's a ton of information about what I do there. I'm on Instagram at highvoltleadership. And you can find me on Facebook as well, highvoltageleadership. Um, and uh, I, lo- I love to share about leadership, culture, team performance, all of those important things um, that we want to grow in our organizations. Yeah, because you're only as good as the people around you. It's it's can't true. do it your, can't do it alone. You it's can do true. so much on your own, but if you've gotten to that point where you're like, I'm at capacity, and the it's the team that will make everything that you're dreaming feel possible. Hundred percent. Well said. Yep. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. And we will link all of that up in the show notes. If you want to stay in touch with Lindsay, which I highly recommend that you do, she is just a light in this world and she's amazing at what she does. So please hop on over to the show notes. We'll magically transport you to all of her sites and social medias and all the things there. We have it. We have you covered there. And we, I appreciate you being here, Lindsay. I just, I adore you. And I'm so happy that we got to finally do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you, listener, for making it all the way to the end of this episode with us and being part of this conversation. We appreciate you. Now, remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, my people. I will see you in the next episode. 
If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.